0: Welcome. Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we review Caribbean Beach Resort, an update of episode 119. It's a splicing of some old thoughts and some new ones after our recent stays at Caribbean Beach. Find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on patreon.com slash Deciphered, or you can support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Email Joseph Chung at travelmation.com. To get started, if you'd like to connect with the podcast, email us at disneydeciphered at gmail.com, at WWDeciphered on Twitter, or on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies.
1: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
0: Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So the parks are definitely back in full swing and people are back at Disney World, almost like the olden days. And one thing I found is that, you know, as I'm talking to friends, family, clients, I'm recommending Caribbean Beach Resort more and more. And now that I've stayed there a couple of times, and Leslie, you've finally stayed there since the Skyliner came online, as people are starting to plan their vacations again, it's a good time to just talk about Caribbean Beach Resort and do one of our resort overviews just about what the resort offers and what's special about it. So since I have the most experience there, Leslie, let's uh, flip chairs and, you know, why don't you ask me about Caribbean Beach Resort?
1: Sounds good. I'm actually really excited because I think that kind of was like a no man's land, just kind of like one of those moderates, not really close to <laughs> what I, I like to do. And now with the addition of the Skyliner, I think that's really game changing. So so let's dive into it, Joe. Well, let's just uh, talk about the basics first. Uh, where is Caribbean Beach and what's the, the general theme of it?
0: Yeah, so as we will hit upon multiple times in this episode, Caribbean Beach was a bit of a no-man's land. It's kind of on an edge of property, but it's equidistant between Epcot and Hollywood Studios, and that is why it's become kind of the hub for the Skyliner. There are three different Skyliner lines, and they all terminate at Caribbean Beach Resort. Now, the theming is Caribbean, so it's a pretty expansive and sprawling resort with some water in the middle, so there are bridges that go across. The rooms are separated into different sections and the sections are the names of caribbean islands so there's like aruba jamaica tnt so you know that's kind of the theming and everything about caribbean beach resort goes along with that so it's you know the feeling that you're in the caribbean and we know with the hot and humid weather in florida it does match
1: okay joe i was about to start singing when you started with aruba jamaica (laughs) Child of the eighties, or what is that? Eighties, early nineties? I don't know. (laughs) There is no
0: Kokomo, though. So you know. Gosh
1: darn uh, it! It's such a missed opportunity. Come on, they
0: really, they really missed the boat there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, size-wise, I've always gotten the sense that it's pretty, pretty giant in terms of walking around it. Bigger or smaller than Coronado Springs, in your opinion?
0: I think it's one of those things where the mind may play tricks. Coronado Springs feels bigger to me, but I think that's because the walkway in the center. So Coronado Springs is around like a huge lake. Now that lake feels bigger. So when you're walking through the middle, it feels longer. But Caribbean Beach is longer, but it's also less wide. So it doesn't feel as far when you're walking across. We'll get to it later on. But depending on what island you choose to stay at, at Caribbean Beach, it can feel much more of a compact resort or you can stay pretty far out so you know it it just really varies but it is pretty big it is moderate so it's kind of sprawling
1: All right, Joe, since you stayed at Caribbean Beach, I have, of course, stayed there now as well. I was in the Jamaica section of the resort. I was in Building 44, which was actually right next to kind of the quiet pool in that section, which wasn't so quiet. That was the only negative about where I was located, but was really happy with Jamaica. Just location-wise, it's easily walkable to the Skyliner. It's also not so far from the bridge that crosses into you know, the main area, the, the pool and the main lobby of the resort. So I kind of felt like it was not too distant from any of the essentials in the resort. It was definitely well located for what our plans were during our vacation, which, you know, mainly was to hit the pool and occasionally pick up food in the lobby and then also get on the Skyliner.
0: Can you talk a little bit about what the room was like? Since I stayed in such a different room, let's hear what the standard Caribbean Beach Resort rooms are.
1: The room, of course, has been recently renovated in the last couple of years. I had a two-queen bedroom. You know, it looked bright and fresh. I mean, certainly not the wacky decor of Caribbean Beach of old. Um, It's definitely a little more toned down, but still bright and colorful And I I didn't have a room that had one of the sleeper sofas, so mine only slept four. And then, you know, like most moderates now, the bathroom area and mine was closed off by sliding wooden doors, so that's really nice. And then you have your sink area with your closet that's sort of open to the sink area and then behind a separate door. You have the toilet and the shower. So, you know, both are a little more spacious than what you'll find in a value resort, but still pretty, you know, moderate hotel level, you know, what you'd find at like a courtyard Marriott in terms of ultimately what the setup looks like.
0: Yeah. And back when I stayed, I think in 2019, I did end up with one of those fifth room sleeper beds. And it is one of those pull down Murphy beds that kind of comes out of the wall, you know, you just pull it down for the night. um, And then it is there.
1: So when you stayed there, Joe, what building were you in and how far away were you from sort of the center of things?
0: So the first time I stayed at Caribbean Beach, I stayed in Jamaica like you did. And the reason why I stayed in that is because that is the closest area to the Caribbean Beach Skyliner Station. You know, I like staying in Jamaica because it's so close to the Skyliner Station. Uh, Barbados is also close, but it's uh, across the river from that. But, you know, that's where I stayed.
1: So how far were you from the shuttle buses? Was that pretty close to you as well?
0: So the shuttle buses, that's, this is probably one of the drawbacks for Caribbean Beach Resort. There's something like seven different bus stops. So there's a bus stop like everywhere, but there's like so many bus stops. So like, depending on when you get on the bus, like you got to wait, you know, as it goes to like every stop in Caribbean Beach. And so that's one of the downsides. So I was close to a bus stop, but there are so many bus stops that it can get pretty annoying.
1: All right, Joe. Well, I know you just stayed in the soon-to-be-gone pirate rooms at Caribbean Beach. So what did you experience there?
0: Yeah, I thought it was all smart. I was like, I can review the pirate rooms for the podcast and maybe Leslie's website. But unfortunately, Disney is discontinuing them. They haven't said exactly what they're going to do, but I think that they are going to be gone. So the pirate rooms are in the Trinidad section Of the resort. And the biggest drawback of the pirate rooms are that they are double beds. But other than that, the theming in the pirate rooms is really awesome. The beds are themed to be like ships. There is a navigator's wheel on the headboard of each bed, which my son liked to pretend he was sailing on. Everything is cleverly themed. The drawers come out, they look like boxes that you would find on a pirate ship there is a barrel that doubles as your refrigerator so the theming was awesome the double beds were not a problem because it was just my son and myself but i I could see how they would be a problem for you know any family of any size at all that has anything larger than small kids the bathroom was just a curtain in fact it had the pirates of the caribbean the movie logo on the curtain my wife seeing pictures was like that's a little bit extra so that was a little bit of a drawback but yeah in terms of theming, I thought the pirate theming was really great. Now, the problem I had with the pirate rooms, at least to start with, is that they were all the way in Trinidad, which feels very out of the way. You know, It's a long walk to Old Port Royale, which is where the food court and the main pool is, and you still have to walk around the lake to get to the Skyliner. So that was about a 10-minute walk. So at first, I was pretty bummed out about all the walking that we had to do, but I found out that Actually, Trinidad is its own kind of little, I would say a hotel within a hotel because it has its own quick service restaurant there, Spyglass Grill, which we didn't even know existed when we originally recorded this episode in 2020, Bad on Us. So I'll talk about that a little more when we get to dining. But overall, the pirate rooms, they were nice, they were cute, but I understand why they're going to have to go. Although if they redid them with queen beds, I think That would be great, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're all just going to be normal rooms. Let's talk a little bit about where to stay. So Leslie, you said you really liked Jamaica. You felt it was pretty central to everything. Skyliner, Old Port Royale, all of that.
1: Yeah, I totally did. I would be back in that same building, although not directly next to the quiet pool, which because we did hear a lot of pool noise late at at night. But yeah, I thought it was a great location. I mean, I also would consider Aruba as well. I'd be walking to the Riviera Skyliner Station instead, but would have been mostly just as close to the bridge walking across to Old Port Royal, So that would have been a possibility for me as well. But but where I ended up just sort of by happenstance ended up working out.
0: Yeah. And I think Aruba is also great because you can wander over to the Riviera and take their buses instead of Caribbean Beaches bus system, which has seven stops or whatever. So that's another good option. Martinique, I feel like is, I guess it's kind of close to Riviera because it's on the other side of Riviera from Aruba. So you can get over there, but that seems like the worst located place uh, i would have said trinidad was the worst located place but because of the quiet pool and spyglass grill and trinidad worked out fine because you know everything was located there and i didn't have to walk all the way to old port royale if i needed to get stuff and barbados is probably the closest walk oh well, it depends where your building are i mean this is the thing with caribbean beach resort it's so expansive but barbados is technically the group of buildings that is right next to old port royale All right, before we get to dining, final impressions of the rooms at Caribbean Beach Resort and the theming and what do people need to know if they're going to be staying there?
1: So I thought it totally got the job done in terms of everything we needed. You know, we were looking for a vacation that didn't bust the budget. The price was was pretty reasonable and every amenity we needed was there. Um, you know, we had the quiet pool. We, we actually used the laundry that was right outside the quiet pool in our um, building. And, you know, we we're sort of able to get to everything that we needed food-wise and amenity-wise without paying the big bucks for the Polynesian. I definitely felt like I got just... The little taste of like kind of that Polynesian vacation experience while I was there. So I I love the theming, you know, the different colors of the different sections in the resort kind of added to the fun. I mean, I've been to the Caribbean. I'm sure you have as well, Joe. So it did kind of capture that little bit of whimsical spirit.
0: Yeah, before you send us angry emails, Leslie is in no way, shape, or form saying that it is the Polynesian, no. just the taste. We just want to reiterate that it's <laughs> no. just a taste of the
1: Polynesian. <laughs> it's like a third of the price of the Polynesian. So like, if it gave me a third of the taste, I mean, it was already doing, doing great.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about dining options. Let me start with Spyglass Grill, which is the quick service restaurant. It has very modest offerings, not a huge amount of stuff, but the really nice thing about that is is if you're staying in Trinidad, it's a nice little restaurant. All the tables are outdoors. You can mobile order there if you want. There's a soda fountain if you want to buy a souvenir cup. And so I just found it very convenient. In fact, we got a room that was right across the courtyard from Spyglass Grill. So it was incredibly convenient to pick up food there at the end of the night. And uh, Mickey bars or dinner if we needed extra dinner or a salad if we had to eat some lettuce. So... I thought that went very well, but that's not the only restaurant on site. Why don't you talk to us about the main food court?
1: So I ate at the main food court several times. So definitely have tried all of the cheeseburgers and chicken fingers and pizza that's on the menu there. It's called Centertown Market. And, you know, it just has sort of the usual suspects that you can pick up quickly. Um, There's actually a grab and go section where you can get sort of prepared foods, yogurts and like croissants and things like that. But then there's also the, the counter service restaurant where you can pick up hot food items and kids meals and things like that so we did more of the latter and standard quick service stuff I found the service a little bit slow like definitely had to wait when you know you hit the I'm here prepare my order on the mobile order and it would take them often you know 10-12 minutes to you know then deliver a slice of pizza and a chocolate milk so definitely something to be aware of i learned to sort of hit hit that button a little bit earlier <laughs> when i wasn't really there yet just to, to minimize my wait time but definitely had everything that you needed for every meal of the day and then there's also a couple of other restaurants sort of in that same area there's Banana Cabana, which is an open-air sort of small restaurant that's attached to a bar, like right next to the pool area. And it was always pretty full. I wasn't, you know, able to ever sort of grab a seat there. And then there's Sebastian's Bistro, which is a table service restaurant adjacent to that but it's only open for dinner and was never able to get in there I actually didn't realize it was open when I first was in the hotel you know we weren't thinking we were going to eat dinner at the hotel anyway we ultimately did some of the nights because we left the parks so early because of the heat and called it a night but never of course was able to get into Sebastian's Bistro but but definitely a wide variety of of dining options to choose from and you know I felt the prices especially at the quick service restaurant were highly reasonable. I mean, of course, I was only buying for myself and my eight-year-old son, who's a pretty picky eater and don't feel like we broke the bank having to do several quick service meals there.
0: Yeah, the other thing that I will say is... Because you're on the Skyliner, as long as it's not a time when there's thunderstorms, you can always make table service reservations at one of the hotels on the Boardwalk. So either Boardwalk Inn or Beach Club, Yacht Club, even Swan and Dolphin. And you can take the Skyliner out there for dinner if you want. I have heard really good things about Sebastian's. We didn't get to go there either, but it sounds like that's a good addition to Caribbean Beach Resort if you want a table service without having to take the Skyliner somewhere. Now, one... Other tip I'll have is if you're at the pool and you're trying to mobile order, you know, you can just say, I'm here while you're hanging out at the pool, or you can say, I'm here while you're hanging out at the gift shop. Since uh, I did find, like you did, that Centertown Market did have long waits. Speaking of the pool, there are multiple quiet pools at Caribbean Beach Resort. They are very nice, and since they are very close to a lot of the buildings that might be the ideal place to take an afternoon dip in the pool if you're just kind of trying to cool down in the middle of the day. But the main pool is at Old Port Royale by Centertown Market and everything that we've been talking about. So talk to us about this main pool because it is pretty good, right?
1: Yeah, I really love this pool. Like This is in probably my top five easily at Disney um, in terms of the options it's pirate themed and you know sort of has the walls that you might expect in Caribbean town that's being attacked by pirates and two water slides big area um, one that has you know a gradual slope in for you know smaller kids to walk in a lot of it is pretty shallow so kids the age of our kids can touch in it And of course, you know, Disney has all the usual life jackets of every size for kids who are non-swimmers, but was really happy with it. And then adjacent to the pool itself, there's a giant pirate ship uh, splash pad. The only negative to that (laughs) is that it has a 48-inch height limit and you know I had found in previous Disney vacations that Disney tended to be pretty generous in terms of letting kids who are obviously younger kids play even if they're technically were a little bit too tall and my son is a little bit too tall he's about 50 or 51 inches but you know he just finished the second grade he's eight he wants to go to the splash pad so we tried to fudge it and tried to let him go in, and immediately he was kind of stopped. So I was kind of surprised at how strict they were about that. I mean, he wasn't being rough with little kids or anything like that. In fact, he was being very sweet with them and helping them and everything like that. So that was different in my experience, because I know you've been to Aulani before, and they have that same height restriction on Menhuni Bridge, and certainly don't enforce it and let, you know, certainly bigger bigger siblings go in with younger kids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that was the only negative to the pool to me, because my son wanted to play in that area as well. But... But we got plenty of fun out of the main pool and really loved in the afternoons from 1 to 3 30 there's a cast member running a bunch of poolside activities to get the kids involved and playing and dancing and you know doing sorts of wacky stuff which was a big hit
0: yeah that's interesting uh, my son loved the splash pad and he is short <laughs> so that's good for him i definitely saw at least one or two kids who were too tall, but I'm trying to remember. They might have been with their siblings, so maybe that was a the loophole there. I mean, I know your son doesn't have a younger sibling, but uh, maybe if he was with my son and our uh, blended family, that uh, everyone looks that funny <laughs> in Disney World. They can't figure worked, us but. out. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe that's a your mileage, your mileage may vary thing. I did see the. Height limit. I didn't see it being enforced, but of course, I wasn't paying complete attention to other kids. And also, when we were there, there there's like three kids on the splash pad at a time. So maybe that's why, as well. There are multiple slides at Caribbean Beach Resort. And I think I mentioned on another episode, or maybe it was on the Patreon episode, that at the very top of the biggest slide, it's a pretty good place to watch Harmonious when that's going off at 9pm, because you can see the fireworks from the main pool at Caribbean Beach Resort. All right, so in our original episode, we talked a ton about the Skyliner. It kept coming up, and even though the Skyliner has been running for a few years now, it still bears mentioning I think it's turned what was like a kind of -of run-of-the-mill, not very spectacular resort, if I'm being honest, but made it into, you know, it's what they say about real estate, right? It's location, location, location. Like all of a sudden with the Skyliner, like Caribbean Beach Resort is really on my map and really high up. You know, you and me, we're all about touring. We're all about maximizing our time in the parks. And I just don't think it can be overstated like how useful it is to be close to a Skyliner station that's going to get you to Hollywood Studios or Epcot Resort without having to wait in line for buses or a monorail or a ferry or anything. And another thing about the location that I kind of need to point out is you can also walk to Disney's Riviera Resort, the new DVC Resort, which also has its own Skyliner station. You can either skyline over there or you can just walk there. And that's going to give you a whole added bunch of places to check out. You're not going to be able to use the pool there. But you can go eat at Topolino's. They have a quick service restaurant there as well. You can check out the mosaics that they have. So, you know, it just kind of expands the amount of things that you can do and the amount of access you have to things. It's a 10-minute or less Skyliner ride from Caribbean Beach Resort to Hollywood Studios. And you kind of can't beat that, especially if you have young kids and you need to come back to take a nap and things like that. So to me, the Skyliner has changed everything. Maybe the resort itself isn't that special, but having that access to like everywhere has made things just that much better. And you do pay a premium for it. It is on average 10 to $15 more expensive than all the other moderates.
1: Even still, I pay more easily for having that kind of access. And given the new world that we're living in, I think that Skyliner transportation is going to be preferred by a lot of people for quite a long time. So I would probably anticipate that the price differential might go up as time goes on. So we'll see.
0: I mean, one might say I preferred the Skyliner as a mode of transportation even before there was a global pandemic. So yes, Leslie, I think the Skyliner is pretty great.
1: Yeah, no, I did too. (laughs) I am not a fan of the shuttle buses. So anything I can do to avoid them is uh, key to me. But, you know, you and I are lucky. We're not scared of heights, Joe. So I know that is an issue for some people. Um, Well, any other things that people should think about why they should stay there, why they should not stay there? Who do you think the Caribbean beach is not for?
0: For why you should stay there? I think I've said this enough, but it's because of the location and the Skyliner. Why you should not stay there? uh, I think... When you compare it to the other moderates, I like the theming of the other moderates better. Coronado Springs, I like the theming there better. And then the Grand Destino Tower is just such a nice property. It's just such a nice place to be and such a nice place to stay. Like I would put that on top of Caribbean Beach Resort. Port Orleans Riverside and Port Orleans French Quarter, you know, the vibe there, um, the kind of southern New Orleans vibe. I prefer that just the way the resort feels. There's kind of, there's more wooded areas. The water's nicer, although it does come with mosquitoes. So that's not as great, but even the food court, like I just prefer everything about the overall ambiance and theming and vibe of the Port Orleans resorts as well. So if location isn't as important to you if you're not going to go crazy with touring if you're not going to go force march of happiness i think it's definitely worth looking at the other moderate resorts you're going to save a few dollars and you'll probably enjoy your actual time in the resort more than you will at caribbean beach but if you want to go crazy in the parks caribbean beach is the way to go now leslie i think you might have a different opinion about whether all the other moderates are nicer than caribbean beach resort uh, room and amenity wise
1: Well, I certainly admit that the Grand Destino Tower is nicer, (laughs) you know, from Coronado Springs than Caribbean Beach. But I actually think Caribbean Beach is at least as good, if not a bit better than, you know, Port Orleans Riverside, Port Orleans French Quarter. I mean, I'm certainly swayed by the location and the Skyliner, but, you know, the updated rooms are nice. Having that sliding door to the bathroom is essential to me. And Port Orleans is looking a little dated and they're not there yet. So, you know, that's my feeling is that this is the second best of the moderates right now.
0: We call that recency bias, ladies and gentlemen. But (laughs) um, joking aside, I think the nice thing that we can say about Caribbean Beach now is not only has the Skyliner made it. Much better location-wise, but with the updates, it's no longer... I, I feel like before the Skyliner and before the room renovations, it was very clearly the bottom of the moderates. But now I think you can have a discussion, and it's like, do you want Caribbean theming, or do you want New Orleans theming? Or do you want to spring a little bit extra to stay in the Grandestino Tower? Bottom line is... If you're looking for moderate prices and you want to be close to the action, to the parks beyond the Skyliner, Caribbean Beach Resort is the way to go. And Disney has priced it accordingly. And also you will find that supply and demand has also acted accordingly. Caribbean Beach has become a very hot spot. All right, Leslie. So on our original episode, the Disney do was to check out the Riviera because there's so much to do there, but Riviera has been open for quite a while now, so let's update this episode with a new Disney do or don't. What do you have for us?
1: All right. So my Disney do is definitely mobile order. If you need snacks and food when you're coming back to the hotel for the night or for a break in the middle of the day, we always were mobile ordering on the Skyliner or on the bus. And then we're able to pick up what we needed at Centertown Market before we headed back to our room. And just because of the way the bus stops usually work, you're usually stopping at old point, Port Royal is maybe the second stops. Usually, I think Martinique is first. So if we were going to Jamaica, we would have had, you know, three more stops to go. And so instead, we got right off, got our food, walked the rest of the way back to our room, and that ended up, you know, basically getting us back to the room at the same time with food in hand. So happened to have worked out for us, but definitely um, use that mobile order. I saw a lot of people sort of jealous of, of the fact that I had thought to do that standing in line when they got back to the hotel.
0: Very nice. That's when you give them your business card, Leslie, and say com. Yep. Find and all the tips. dot disneydeciphered.com. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, I, we know that a lot of you have been staying at Caribbean Beach Resort recently. So if you have experiences, please let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at deciphered on Twitter, and on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Hopefully, this remix episode was seamless and you couldn't tell what we recorded in 2020 and what we've recorded in 2022. Ha. <laughs> I, but either way... This is our updated review of Caribbean Beach Resort. And yeah, I think both of us highly recommend it. And there's a reason why it's become so popular. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I'll see you working your mobile order on the Skyliner.
1: Thanks, Joe.